What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Brown Petri Dish. Today on the podcast, it's just me and Brandon. And uh, like it or don't, I don't give a shit. You know, no. Um, uh, we did a uh, we did the news on this episode because last time I felt like kind of shitty about it, and one person said something to me that the news wasn't current um, because we waited until the second week to release the news portion of the podcast. So we're just going to shoot it out to you right now. The news and the uh, comedian at the end. You'll get that too. So uh, you'll get some news. We'll talk about Yee or Kanye or Kanye. Whatever you want to call him. I don't really care. He doesn't deserve to be called what he wants to be called because he's being a piece of shit. Being a little piece of shit is what he's being. Um... What else did we talk about? We talked about China pulling back on their COVID restrictions, giving in to the protesters a little bit. We talked about Iran giving in to their protesters a little bit, even though they won't admit it at all. It's kind of fucked up. Give them what they want, you know? Just give it a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, we talked about Yi, China, Iran. Um, Yi? Is it Yi or Yay? I've heard, I don't know. I know it's Kanye, so it makes sense that it's yay. But I'm pretty sure the guy in this news clip says ye. But he's like twice my age, so doubt he knows, you know, whether it's ye or yay. I'm just in a dumb mood and felt like talking for a minute. But this is a good episode. We talk about a lot of uh, stuff going on in the news. And uh, we talk about Nick Griffin at the end, which is the uh, comedian I worked with at Funny Stop this past week. Guy's a New York legend. He's a hilarious comedian and turned out to be a really cool guy. So I look forward to that at the end. And I hope you like our takes. And if not, oh, well, we're comedians. We're not fucking newscasters. Not Don Lemon. No Don Lemon's here, you know? Even he has bad takes. He said that women's sports isn't interesting early, earlier this week. And then immediately came back from commercial and apologized. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good week. I uh, hope you enjoy the podcast. Come out to story time next month. You can't come out now because this isn't going to come out until Wednesday. But it's the first Tuesday of every month. Come out. Story time with Bob and John at Funny Stop. First Tuesday of every month. It's fucking fun. You're going to like it. Come. All right. Have a good week, everybody. about to share the screen with you so we can uh watch some of this shit real quick uh, oh fuck how do i do this i forget uh why am i not seeing this isn't it under video 
Video settings. That's what I'm looking into now. Oh, it's on the bottom center. When you pull the mouse out of the screen, right in the middle, it says share screen. Oh, fuck. I'm an idiot. It's right in front of my face. I didn't notice it right away either. So. <laughs> All right. So what do we go to first? Yeah. So did you hear about this? Uh, you heard about the murder in Iowa or in yeah. Idaho? I mean, yeah. So um, apparently to some I, degree. I didn't know this, but apparently there were roommates that that were in the house that survived. I thought everybody was murdered in the house. I have missed out on a lot of the details of this. this somebody yeah. was explaining this situation to me, and I pointed out the roommates in the house, and I was like, what? That doesn't make any sense. How did they not hear anything of what was going on? But I would appreciate hearing an actual news report of yeah. the entirety of the circumstances. Yeah, this is like an update. But basically what happened was a guy went in, and and what the initial report I thought was that he stabbed everyone and killed everyone in the house. But As serial killers do. Yeah. Three weeks later, more questions, few answers, no suspects. As friends remember four lives lost. How truly special I felt to be your friend. For the first time, we hear from the two surviving roommates inside at the time of the stabbings in their own words. I'm going to be reading two different letters, one from Dylan and one from Bethany. Their letters read by a pastor at a service held this weekend from Dylan Mortensen. My life was greatly impacted to have known these four beautiful people. And Bethany Funk. Maddie, Kaylee, Zanna, and Ethan were truly all one of a kind. They all lit up any room they walked into and were gifts to this world. Officials say their surviving roommates have been ruled out as potential suspects. Their four friends stabbed to death in the early morning hours of November 13th, likely while asleep in their beds. With no suspects or murder weapon, the Moscow Police Department still following leads in the investigation, digging through more than 100 pieces of evidence on top of thousands of calls, tips, and emails, maintaining the fatal stabbings were targeted. The department also focused on dispelling misinformation, saying there is speculation without factual backing, stoking community fears and spreading false information. But in this tight-knit town, frustration is boiling over. The father of one of the four victims, Kaylee Gonzalez, is speaking out about the investigation to Fox News. The lead de- detective looked me in his eyes. He, I, get, I have no doubt he's working as hard as he can. But somebody isn't communicating. There's nothing being released. In our interview, he says with a lack of evidence, he's terrified the trail could go cold. I don't know how you catch a criminal if you don't even know what you're looking for. Families now fearful they may never find justice. Steve Patterson, NBC News. Um, yeah, so this is where um, I don't know if they did one last year. But there's a comedy festival called the Moscow Comedy Festival, and that's where this is. What? Okay. Yeah, Moscow, Idaho. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Of course there would be a comedy festival in Moscow, Idaho. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I was thinking, like, who the fuck wants to go to Russia for a comedy festival? And then I <laughs> terrified. <laughs> I go to Russia. Yeah. I found out it was in Idaho, and I'm like, oh, shit. Okay. Yes, but yeah, um, I don't know. This case is pretty crazy because we don't know anything about it. Like it's somebody stabbed four people to death, and they have zero evidence. They have nothing to go on. Apparently, dude. Like that's, yeah, or maybe they do, and they're not releasing it for the sake of having information that the public doesn't know. 
I mean that that can happen, but that's a that's a crazy way to kill a bunch of people and think you're not going to leave any type of evidence behind. Yeah, like that's like a professional. <laughs> I yeah, like who's after college kids? I guess. I mean, what is this a horror movie? Yeah, dude. Although it might be, it might become one. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. It is Idaho. It might, it might become one, dude. Murderous Moscow coming to <laughs> Netflix way too soon. <laughs> oh man! And we have this from uh, CBS News. This is uh, this is about China. They're giving in to the protesters a little bit. China is well known for suppressing civil disobedience and anti-government protests. But one crackdown eased this weekend, as CBS's Elizabeth Palmer reports. A week ago, protesters were on the streets in at least 25 Chinese cities, furious with China's zero COVID restrictions. Police flooded in and made some arrests, and by Tuesday, it was all over. But the damage had been done. Xi Jinping's zero COVID policy, with its mass testing and harsh lockdowns, may have prevented millions of deaths. But it's now become Wait, dangerously unpopular. Millions of Chinese people simply want to rejoin good policy with its mass with you. harsh lockdowns. May have prevented what? millions of deaths. <laughs> but it's now become dangerously unpopular. Millions of Chinese people simply want to rejoin a post-pandemic world. Jinping Dude, zero wait, are they putting people in milk cartons? What is this? Mass testing and harsh lockdowns oh. may have prevented millions of deaths. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know it, what that is. It, it looks straight out of I Am Legend is what it looked like. <laughs> oh, man. All right. That was wild. So there, so China's no joke on, on the COVID thing still. <clears throat> yeah, I didn't even listen to what they're backing off, but I guess they're backing off of uh, some of their COVID precautions, but yeah, the the big like popping off point of all these protests and shit was uh, I think it was like two weeks ago uh, there was a fire in one of the major Chinese cities where 10 people died um, because they were barricaded inside of their uh, living quarters because of the COVID lockdowns. Oh, yeah. Well, that would be a pretty good reason to, to maybe reformulate I don't know how it is over there. I have no idea. I mean, uh, protesting's not normal. I'll tell you that. Well, yeah, I, I know that. I, that's they're normally not real chill about any, yeah. uh, any no. disagreement with the government over there. I've heard they've arrested like fifteen hundred people or something like that. Jesus Christ! If it, you got to run out, of, well, I'm thinking like, well, they, it's got to be crowded over there. I'm sure they're running out of room, but like maybe they're not as mass incarcerative as we are on that type of shit. Yeah, I saw videos where they were just like. They were just basically like taking people and throwing them into vans. Like, I mean, that might have been what we just watched in this YouTube video. Some <laughs> some little old lady was getting dragged somewhere with by like, a guy who was like he was in like a hazmat suit with a mask and hood up, and and this it, lady seemed absolutely terrified. And it looked like she had some type of like air suit over top, or I don't know what the fuck it was, but it was alarming. It was definitely alarming to see. <laughs> it was weird. I will say though, like when you travel out of state, you do like I don't know. It it kind of makes you remember that other states handled this shit way differently. Like I've going into Michigan uh, a couple times ago, uh, they, they had like mask mandates in certain stores still, and like COVID was still an ongoing thing. 
But here in Ohio, we done forgot all about COVID like a year ago. Yeah, it doesn't. Everything's out the window now. <laughs> I mean, ours ours just happened at work like in October that they just got rid of everything. Really? Okay, so you still had to deal with that. That that's pretty crazy too. For oh, the most part, we didn't man, have it's... to deal with anything really. It was just kind of nice because they had people separated more. Well, yeah, for sure. So, like that's, we had like less awesome. people in the lunchroom and shit, you know, like because they had uh, like trailers for different for different like groups of workers and shit. So it was it was nice actually having more space in the lunchroom and shit. Yeah, well, yeah, I bet. <laughs> um, but but as yeah, far as, like, as far as like what's still ongoing with COVID protocols and like what actually affects you know different people from day to day. It is crazy how much geography really takes play into what type of COVID protocols still exist. Yeah, man. It's crazy. Um, I don't know. I I see people. I still see people wearing masks and shit quite a bit. Yeah. I mean, there's it's it's always it's not so much like a like a group. It's it's more so like just individual people. Like it's not. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like, well, this facility wears masks more often. It's more like that guy wears a mask every day yeah which is like fine because like you don't know if they might have some type of immune deficiency or something you know I mean, yeah i mean each to their own yeah i guess the only saving grace you could say is like i don't know when you think of like sickness and illness in the workplace and mask wearing prior to covid you would think of like places like china where they have cities that are like ridiculously densely populated in some areas so you would see pictures of Chinese workers wearing masks when they were sick. Now Americans are starting to do that because they're starting to take illness more more seriously. One of the that was one of the worst flus I've ever had that I just had, and I think it was like the like the fever and chills and shit. And I really think it was because the flu hasn't touched me in like three years. You know exactly, what I mean? Because everybody's been wicked careful about illness for some time now so it's it's a it's a double-edged sword i would say yeah uh, but yeah man it's that's china's uh lightening up a little bit i guess i don't know we'll see I, I, after those videos they it's crazy to see those videos and them to be like yeah you know it's getting better and some old yeah. ladies getting dragged down a hallway i doubt what it was it like before right yeah <laughs> um this is from the today show this is about iran uh claiming that its morality piece has been disbanded police has been disbanded after months of protests this morning signs of a potentially dramatic shift in policy in iran government affiliated media reporting over the weekend that the country's attorney general said iran's feared morality police have been disbanded and that a review over the hijab law is underway for years the police have enforced a strict dress code on the women of iran those claims not officially confirmed by Iran's government or official state media. Iran's foreign minister only saying, be sure that in Iran, within the framework of democracy and freedom, which exist in Iran, everything is going very well. 
It comes after two and a half months of protests across several cities and calls for more strikes and protests this week. All of it set off by the death of 22-year-old Masa Amini in September. Amini died in hospital three days after being detained for allegedly not wearing her hijab the correct way. For the first time, Iranian officials have confirmed 200 people have died in the protests, including security services. Amnesty International says more than 300 have died. Last night, the White House warning, the eyes of the world are on Iran. The human rights abuses inflicted by its government must not go without consequence. Women in Iran tell NBC News that since the protests, they've experienced new freedom going out with their hair uncovered, largely without interference. It is significant uh, that for the first time, the Islamic Republic is uh, starting to crack. However, for the protesters, this is way too little, too late, and I don't think it will make any difference for them. But this morning, more reported harsh warnings from the Revolutionary Guards, a semi-official Iranian news agency saying that the Revolutionary Guards say security forces will show no mercy to protesters, protesters that they call rioters, thugs, and terrorists. Hoda? All right. And they uh, took a fucking play out of Trump's playbook there. That shit. For the uh, for the listeners that I, that can't view the Iranian correspondent for this news team looks exactly like the father from Step Brothers. <laughs> uh, beyond that, I was shocked because I thought when they said that she died in custody, I was like, I don't know, maybe she like streaked during a soccer game out of protest, oh, or like maybe yeah. maybe she like stood outside the Capitol with a ridiculous sign. She not only wore the hijab, but I guess she wore it the wrong way yeah I, I was trying to figure that out i was like is it is it like a baseball hat was she wearing it like crooked like fresh prince of bel-air style and they didn't like that or something and like well, how do you wear it the wrong i don't understand yeah i, I don't know i've i've known I've, i think i've known i've been pretty aware of like uh um how society goes over in iran but like really hearing this story and then like seeing like the people finally protesting and shit it just makes you realize like damn i'm lucky that i was born in this country you know yeah man like as many things as i disagree with i'm not getting murdered over wearing something the wrong way yeah some dumb shit like that i am glad to see that there's a lot of pushback and not mind you there has been forever but you know i'm glad to see some things at least being pushed in the right direction to some degree i guess yeah if there's any silver lining they're like iranian soccer players like have their like families being watched and shit yeah it it is nuts um well great man we'll end on something that's also not great but um i don't know kind kind of funny sometimes um (laughs) This is uh, CBS Philadelphia about uh, Kanye West or Yee. I guess we're supposed to call him now, but I don't think we should call him by the name he wants to be called by. Um, so Kanye West, here we go. Won't see any tweets from Yee this morning. The rapper who changed his name from Kanye West had his Twitter is, account suspended again. So fucking funny hearing a news anchor 
<laughs> say his name. I won't see any tweets from Ye this morning. The rapper <laughs> in the sass. Like he fucking knows him. West posted an anti-Semitic image just hours after praising Adolf Hitler. Eyewitness News reporter Marcella Vieto joining us live from Independence Mall. And Marcella, this is a story that understandably has a lot of people outraged and also concerned. This is extremely disturbing to hear, Marcella. Good morning to you. Good morning, Janelle. Yes, we're live outside of the National Jewish Museum here on Independence Hall. Now, this is following those anti-Semitic comments made by Ye, formerly known as Kanye West. And many within the Jewish community are now speaking out and reacting to those remarks. See, good thing. More shocking statements from Ye, who legally changed his name from Kanye West. Ye praised Hitler as he appeared on InfoWars, an internet radio show hosted by conspiracy theorist Alex Jones. He wore a full black mask over his face during the hours-long segment as he delivered a series of vile anti-Semitic statements. I see, I, I see good things about Hitler also. The Jew, I love everyone. I do love Hitler. I do love the Zionists. I love everyone. Also appearing on the show, white supremacist Nick Fuentes. It's the most frightening thing. This is happening in the greatest country on the planet. What we have to do is condemn it we have to make sure that these three people are isolated and pay the price for stating that. Just last week, Gay and Fuentes attended a dinner hosted by former President Donald Trump at his Mar-a-Lago resort and home. Nick Fuentes is a racist, an anti-Semite, and someone who revels in just saying hateful, bigoted things against Jews and other minorities. My opinion is that former President Trump must condemn the fact that he invited two of them. He came there and he hugged them. Who are you hugging? You're hugging people that if they were in charge would begin again another final solution. In the weeks and months leading up to Ye's dinner with the former president, his anti-Semitic statements led major brands like Adidas and Balenciaga to drop him from their partnerships. Overnight, new Twitter owner Elon Musk suspended Ye's account after the rapper posted a picture of the star of David intertwined with a swastika. Musk saying the post violated the company's rule against inciting violence. I hate Elon Musk, though. I do, dude, like, like, he just brought Kanye's account back because he said he didn't break any laws and that you can say anything you want as long as you don't break any laws, and then he suspends him again because he knows. He's like, he, damn it. He knew he had to. But it's, it's like, just God like, damn it. Yeah, you shouldn't have brought him back in the first place, you fucking idiot. What do you think was going to happen? Um, God, what's, uh, what's your favorite thing about Hitler? What's what's your favorite? Um, that he died a terrible death. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know. I mean, if they, they were apparently he it was killed himself, suicide. I guess. Right? So, like, I don't know. If that's that bad. Yeah, I guess it's not that bad. Um, I like his artistic interpretation of architecture. I think that's my favorite. Oh my if God. I had to pick anything about Hitler that I had to say was my favorite thing about Hitler, it was he liked to paint architecture. God damn. I don't think I have a favorite thing about Hitler, Brandon. I think that's all yeah. you. Buddy. The only that's the only one I'm going down on. It's the only that's the only one. Uh, Kanye seems to love Hitler. That's fucking amazing that he is out here saying 
this kind of shit on Infowars. And like Alex Jones from the videos I saw tried to backtrack and say, yo, dog, like that's a bit much. That's that's wild. If, if Alex this? Jones has to tone you down a little bit, this Fuentes guy um, is so terrible that Marjorie Taylor Greene denounced him after after she had did a fucking speech with him. And then people started showing her some of the stuff that he said. <laughs> and it's like if Mar- Marjorie Taylor Greene is denouncing you, you're pretty a despicable person. I guess that's it's fucking crazy because watching Marjorie Taylor Greene explain to the U.S. government that 9-11 did, in fact, happen. I thought this can't get worse. I mean, that's obviously this is the most ridiculous. And then things are going to get Kanye West. And he's like, I love Hitler. I thought he's great. And you're like, Jesus Christ, what is going on? He said, I see good in all. I think there's good in all people, especially Hitler. Not even Hitler, especially Hitler. Which, that's a good point. I didn't catch that, but that's a very good point. What the fuck are you talking about, dude? You know, like it's just, I, I, dude, I, I don't know where. Uh, somebody said, somebody said something. I did my Kanye joke this week at Funny Stop, and uh, somebody said something about. Uh, something about Kanye being dead or something. I'm like, nope, he's still alive. Um, unfortunately, you know, know, we I didn't know where to go because I don't want to say unfortunately somebody's alive, but like, (laughs) if you're out there, Jews, uh, nobody blame you. Nobody blame you. I'm just saying. But I do think that's I. I do think like that's unfortunately where it's going to end is I don't see it going anywhere except for um, somehow Kanye dying from <laughs> like his craziness. I don't know. I can't wait to hear what this next album is going to be about. I don't think there's going to be one. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Real curious. <laughs> Real curious. I mean, his his that's the thing, though, is since he's went crazy, like his albums have sucked, too. Like, you know, like they haven't been good. Yeah. And, and like all his money's going away. I mean, all these endorsements are flying out the window. It just kind of goes to show like he's he, he needs help. Yeah. I really think the dude's but, lost his, but his mind. Is, but the thing is, is like the only person that would have gotten him that help was was his mom or his now ex-wife and his mom's dad and his ex-wife seems like wants nothing to do with them. So, I mean, you really want those kids anywhere near Kanye, right? No, uh, I fuck that. No. Yeah. I mean, I mean, aren't they part Jewish? (laughs) You know, um, that's, I have a real tough time, you know, with the Kardashian family. (laughs) They're Armenian. I think is what they is what they were. Um, it it feels like it depends on the day. I, I you know you never know what they're gonna look like. You can't yeah. gauge any ethnicity. Yeah, it's just uh, it's 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 something like I don't even know how to talk about it anymore because it's like you can't really at this point it's it's hard to say anything about them that's not <laughs> like the worst you know because that's what it is. Well, Kanye or the Kardashians. Kanye, but it's it's like I, I 
I know the guy obviously like needs mental help, but like at a certain point, like you can't keep making that excuse. Like you have to either get I'm with help. that dude. You have to either There's get- a lot of people that need mental health uh, help and, and they're not running around shouting anti-Semitic shit and doubling down on it constantly. It's not. Yeah. It, people, and people weren't like tiptoeing around Britney Spears. They drove her further into the crazy house. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's so I don't know. And I'm sure this is not the first time someone's told Kanye he needs help. So yeah. after a while, I my sympathy runs out. And he's got the kind of money that he could just not ever work and and just go get treatment and make problems in his life go away. Like my sympathy really does not go far with Kanye. Yeah. No. And uh, I don't know. I, I think. I don't know. That's that's about all we can say on that, I think. I don't know what else there is to say. Um, but uh, we got to get out of here soon. It's been a while. Um, I don't know how long it's been. I I forgot that when you record Zoom, it doesn't have the timer on. But Well, we know how the Jews uh, are a passionate subject for you, John. <laughs> I mean to get you on a tangent. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we'll talk about the uh, comedian – picked for today is uh nick griffin who i worked with at funny stop this past weekend very cool guy um hung out with hung out with the comics at the bar the whole time the whole weekend um and uh very very helpful shit if you needed if you if you anything you would talk to him about he was willing to talk about you know very cool dude and uh i loved his stand-up um so I picked his uh, clip from the Conan show, Conan on TBS. Uh, this is like four years ago, I think. We'll listen to this and then talk about him. So uh, you ever wake up from a nightmare and you're like, huh, sharks. <laughs> <laughs> then you realize you're safe at home. And you're like, huh, my life. <laughs> so I had ice cream the other night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's a different experience as an adult than it is as a kid, right? <laughs> you have ice cream as a kid, you know, all your friends are around, it's daytime, it's joyful, yay! <laughs> you have ice cream as an adult, it's dark, you're by yourself. <laughs> you're alone talking to yourself. I shouldn't be doing this, this is stupid, this is stupid. <laughs> you ever have somebody walk in on you when you're eating ice cream? <laughs> Does anybody knock anymore? <laughs> See the sock on the door? <laughs> so, but you got to do what makes you happy. You know, you got to get happy. Happy is important. You know, a lot of people, uh, a lot of people smoke pot to be happy. Yeah. <laughs> you know that works because people who smoke pot are always grinning. <laughs> Right? They always got that grin like they got a secret. <laughs> you know what their secret is? They're high. <laughs> and everybody knows it. <laughs> a lot of people, so many people smoke pot now. It's crazy. It used to be a smaller percentage of people. Like when I was in high school, it's just a, a small percentage of people that smoked pot and everybody knew who they were. That guy smokes pot. <laughs> How do you know? He's by the dumpster. <laughs> He's not going over there to read. They had names for those people back then too Stoner Burner Freak 
You know what we call them now? People. (laughs) (laughs) Call them people. Yeah. It's kind of got watered down, though, the pot, you know. Everybody smokes pot. Everyone does it now. It's... uh, not as edgy as it used to be, not as dangerous, you know. More people smoke pot than eat bread now. (laughs) You want to be a bad boy? Make some toast. (laughs) I'm going to have a hoagie and listen to Dark Side of the Moon. So I had a can of soup the other night. That's the right response. (laughs) Even the directions on a can of soup are pathetic. Heat and stir. (laughs) Do you think you can do that, loser? (laughs) You screwed up the rest of your life. You think you can heat and stir the soup? You know what? Just stir it. (laughs) We're going to send somebody over to heat it for you. You know why soup says heat and stir on it? Because it can't say open the window and jump. (laughs) I guess what I'm saying is I need money. I'm not super poor, but I know exactly how much money I have in the bank at all times. That's a bad place to be when you know exactly how much money you have. It's like I'm eight. I have $44 now. The buddy said, at least you got your health. I'm like, ooh, I get to be poor for a long time. He poo-poos the buddy. He's always like, buddy changes you. I'm like, I sure hope so. (laughs) I just had a can of soup. (laughs) A lot of bad news out there, though. A lot of bad news, like the sexual misconduct. That's uh, the news all the time. It's a big bummer, huge bummer. It's a new pervert every day. Every day there's a new pervert. (laughs) I used to think I knew what a pervert was, but with all this news and information, I finally looked the word up. You know what a pervert is? A pervert is a guy. That's it. <laughs> yeah, it's very, very, it's very dry humor. Um, His payoffs are really good. Yeah. It kind of makes me think like if W. Scott Ween was possessed by Gary Campbell's ghost. <laughs> that's that's exactly who Nick Yurick is. Like that's, that's or uh, Nick Griffin. Yeah, dude, he he is so fucking funny, man. All the all the uh, younger guys came up. Well, a couple of them, uh, Liam and uh, Michael Dickens and Duke uh, came up for the early show Saturday, and they all said the same thing. It's just amazing how he commands the commands the stage and commands the room. Where like it's just. Like it's he he part of his jokes are the silence of the of this of the crowd and the motions and shit he's making <laughs> during the yeah. song. 
it's, it's crazy, man. He's really, really fucking good. Um, That's what you got to do when you're low energy and stuff, man, to, to get a room to to get a room to be quiet. Sometimes the easiest way to do that is just by letting the silence take over. Yeah. Yeah. And he's really fucking good at that. Um, but uh, and it's and it's weird. to It's weird to say that because you don't um, you don't think of uh, like a, a good comic having silence during their set. Uh, but it, it's just like a different skill. Like it's a, like it's, it's a different type of killing. You know what I mean? Like it's like, it's yeah. And, and it can, it can kind of be a bonus multiplier to your punchline too. If you let something like marinate for a second, the whole crowd get quiet, then drop the punchline and that hits like it, it, there's like a, there's a weird time frame. It's like a hand grenade. You know, you gotta like know how long to hold it or else it's going to fuck you over. Yeah. Yeah, it's very, it's a, it's a, it's a very calming. He's a very calming comic to watch too. I don't know why, but like it, like I feel like everybody in the crowd's super relaxed when when he's on stage. You know, like it's. Well, I bet that opens up a lot of like subject matter you can work with too. Once everybody just mellows out a little bit, and you can talk to them. Yeah, for sure. And and that uh, Bill Arendelle, he was really fucking funny, man. Um. I told him I would hit him up whenever I'm down in Columbus sometime. Yeah, like when I when I first looked him up on Facebook, I saw a bunch of flyers with him with like Jesse Pimpinella and shit. Oh, okay. I know Jesse. From like before the pandemic. Yeah. Uh but yeah, man. Uh, I think that's I think that's about all we got tonight. I don't know, I'll probably split this into two episodes because it looks like it's gonna be about an hour. Might as well. <laughs> Yeah, I'll put the news one up front this time, though, so it's so it's more relevant. Brown Petri Dish is created by John Brown and Brandon Petrie. Logo designed by Brian Gallagher. Music by Jared Bailey. Audio version of the podcast is produced and edited by John Brown. Video YouTube version... Produced and edited by Harrison Poole.